This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Good morning, crypto. Good morning, Warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several of my friends this morning. We have the funniest Italian in crypto, also known as the top crypto researcher on the planet, Mr. Johnny Crypto, is joining us on this Wednesday morning. Very excited to have you. The fastest growing influencer in the node space, he's ahead of the game in creating passive income and has one of the top networks in all of crypto, Mario. The node defender is here to drop some crypto gems. And from the FBI to the CIA, she's got connections in the highest places. Some know her as the third member of the Island Boys and one of our favorite influencers in the XRP community. XRP Jenna is here to share some knowledge with R3T team. So thank you for joining us, Jenna. We're excited to have you. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing how Ripple is growing 8x year over year in their ODL system, RippleNet, with over 95% of their clients coming from outside the U.S. border. We break down how this growth will affect XRP adoption going forward. Hester Pierce speaks out against the SEC's regulation by enforcement as Kronos holders voice their concerns over their staking reduction. We have Elon Musk gives his best investment advice on how to maximize your profits. And we also have a powerful clip from Joe Rogan discussing how Bitcoin, Bitcoin and how he believes the governments will try and regulate crypto. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So I'm very excited, Jenna. I don't want to take too much time here without going straight to you. We're very excited to have you. I know you got a ton of information. Do you have any more government connections you're going to tell us about today? That's what I'm most curious about. I can't answer that question. <laughs> Thank you for that awesome introduction. I really appreciate it. Um, and I'm working on, you know, the next rap album. So you can kind of keep your eyes out for that. Nice. Very excited. Who are you partnering with? Any big names partnering with that, on that rap album? Um, yeah, you know, I, I really can't discuss that right now, but I'll be wow. sure. Wow. So we get no inside information from the governments or from the rappers I guess we'll just go to Johnny Crypto and circle back to when we talk XRP. Mr. Johnny Crypto, how you feeling on this Wednesday? You're wearing white again. Great to see you, bro. Good morning, everybody. How are you today? You all know my name, but I'm wishing you a good day. I'm super excited today. I even wore white today for Jenna. I am really, I couldn't find a picture and I was going to, but I couldn't find one. But uh, I am super excited because, you know, mainly I, I love the fact that we're seeing women in crypto. That is super exciting because typically you don't see this in technology. Typically when there's new technology, earlier adopters, it's typically a sausage fest. It's all dudes. It's boring. And so it's really, really cool to see, you know, if I was looking at some numbers and it's somewhere like on the order of 20 to 30% of women are in crypto. That is fantastic. I love it. I'm glad to see women adopting it. And more importantly, 
this girl right here, Jenna, this girl knows her shit. I watched her interviews. You can't do interviews if you don't know your shit like she does. So I'm never doing interviews with her, but she knows her stuff. But nonetheless, I just want to say I'm super excited, Jenna. It's great to have you on the show. Great to see women in crypto. And I can't wait to dive deep and see what's on your mind. That was awesome, Johnny. And Jenna, we all feel the same way. We're very excited to have you. You're one of the top influencers, not only in the XRP community, but in the in the crypto space with over 25,000 followers on Twitter. You're crushing it. And that Island Boys video, I thought it was pretty funny. I retweeted it. So I don't know what anyone else had to say, but I heard you were getting some hate. I got your back. Don't even worry. Mario, I'd love to go to you next. I know you got over 1,400 followers on Twitter. You're just continuing to grow, bro. So how are you feeling on this Wednesday? And welcome back. Yeah, man. Feeling great. Thank you so much for keeping count. You know, I don't even check my Twitter anymore to see how many followers I have. I just wake up in the morning and I have a message from app saying, dude, you're at 1400. I'm like, that's Yay. my job, Mario. That's my job. <laughs> so super exciting, man. Yeah, it's really great to have you back on the show. XRP Janet, thanks for coming back again. It's really good to have a female. You know, it just adds a little bit of a different energy to the show. And it's uh, I can't wait for us to dive deep into some of these topics. And, and yeah, let's talk some crypto. For sure. And Jenna, it looks like you're in the metaverse, which is very, very cool. But we're going to start this thing off the same way we always do by showing you guys our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. Please go smash that follow button, tweet at us. You get to interact with any member of our team and we always respond. So please go tweet at us. We love interacting with you guys. The Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index is showing extreme fear this morning. Johnny, I want to kick it to you here and get some quick comments. How are you treating this extreme fear? We're showing a 21. What are some of your thoughts? I treat it the way I treat it every single day. I love me some fear, you know, because fear just means extreme. And I went extreme buy, right? So this is beautiful. And I was looking at some charts today, too. And the dollar is really, really running out of gas. That son of a bitch is stretched so far. Um, I can't imagine how much more. We know that the dollar, as the dollar goes up, crypto goes down, right? The dollar is up. The NASDAQ is down. Crypto is down. Once that dollar flips, oh, baby, I think we're going to get another leg up in crypto. So, Right now, we've been telling you, is the time to buy. So I bought, uh, what the hell did I buy yesterday? I'm trying to, so between, I've been I've been stacking the bags on Casper, WTK, thanks to my friend Jenna. I love WTK, so I bought some more of that. And you can stake that, by the way, on uh, on BitTrue. And I also bought some, oh, Nexo. So those are the three. And then I want to get Crow since it got beat up so bad because those dumbasses tried to cut the rewards. So now's a good time to grab some Crow, too. And, it's and I think at the end, sitting, oh, go ahead, Mario. I was going to say, I think at the end of the day, Johnny also got some Shiba Inu. <laughs> That's yours. That's your favorite. I sure hope oh. not. But it is pretty exciting oh. to see that we're in extreme fear while we're seeing the dollar get so hyperextended right now. Johnny, you've been talking about that for a couple of weeks, and I think it's only a matter of time before we see a deterioration of the dollar and crypto is directly going to profit from that. But with that being said, I'd love to hop into the total coin market cap today. We're showing $1.74 trillion in global market cap. Bitcoin sitting above 42% dominance. Ethereum is just below 20%. Bitcoin is continuing to range at this $38,000 mark. We're sitting just below 38,800 this morning. We have Ethereum at 2800, XRP sitting at 61 cents. We've been at 61 cents for 3 or 4 days now, so it's interesting to see us find this level of support here. Cardano is 82 cents. Polkadot is 15.15, Kronos 30 cents. Cosmos, $18, and we'll scroll down to Stellar, which is below $0.18 cents again this morning, and Hedera Hashgraph is sitting at $0.14. Cents. So just to share with our listeners, I've been continuing to dollar-cost dollar average into Hedera Hashgraph as well as Wadspay and AVAX. Love those three projects, but we do want to hear from XRP Jenna. How are you approaching some of the bearish price action that's taken place, and is there anything you're watching in the market this morning or dollar-cost averaging into? 
Oh man, I love it. Okay, so I made more of a degen move and I found uh, one on a staking platform, StakeX, uh, yesterday that was down like 100%. And I'm like, you know what? I just am going to take a chance. And I jumped into that. That was like a high risk play for me. It's not any of our ISOs and stuff that we love. You know, my XRP bags, I wish that I could get excited about buying more. I love XRP, but I'm happy with the bags I have. If it goes under 50 cents, then obviously I'll pick up more, but really happy with where I am. Um, more HBAR and more um, WADS pay. I'm looking at that and I want more algo. So I'm taking my passive income that I'm getting from staking and I'm kind of rolling it into those. I mean, everything's on sale though, right? Exactly. Everything's on sale. And we actually found something really interesting called a hash pack for the Hedera coin. We can get 40% APY on your HBAR. Me and Mario started participating in that. So I'm sure we'll deep dive into that either later in the episode or later in the week, but there's some awesome stuff going on. We also mentioned yesterday that Crypto Mason, I'm not sure if you follow him, he's been promoting Algorand massively and saying that's one of the best buying opportunities in the entire market. So it's really interesting to hear you mention that. I'd love to go to Johnny Crypto next. Johnny, I know you told us what your dollar cost averaging into, but how do you feel about us holding this $38,000 range of support? You know, so there's two levels that I kind of see. So 38's got to hold. If we don't hold 38, we're going down to 33. And then from 33, if we don't hold that, we're going down. We're going to retest 29. And, you know, it's interesting because we kind of thought, you know, that Sailor bought at 30, but I think you've learned that, that there's a different number there, that maybe he's closer to 22 is his average price. But I still think if you look at the charts, there's some really, really strong support around 28, 29. It won't surprise me if the market makers want to come in and shake everybody out, right? So they're going to pull those tails down. You'll see candle wicks on candles really deep, but it won't last very long. I think 29 will get bought up pretty quick. So if you see 29... People are going to panic. I wouldn't panic. I'd be buying. I'd be selling the cat, the dog, and anything else I got in the house and buying as much crypto as I can if we see a Bitcoin at 29. But I'm, I'm not sure we'll get there. Um, and if we do, it won't last very long. Yeah, Mario, I'd love to go to you next. How is the node market performing? Is there anything you're watching in the market this morning? I saw that Phoenix crypto, or sorry, Phoenix finance is actually performing extremely well. So maybe you can fill our listeners in on kind of what's going on there. Definitely. I mean, the node market is down just like just like all of crypto is down. So um, I know specifically in, in the node market or in the node space, this kind of DeFi as a service space, there's there's a lot of fear happening right now. And people are kind of putting putting a lot of, a lot of negative thoughts around around the space. But in reality, the entire market is down. It's not just strong that's down. It's not just, you know, fire that's down. Uh, some of the other projects, it's the entire crypto space in general. It's just that people at this point, I feel like people are willing to, well, or the regular retail people, they're willing to take less risk at the moment because of the fear that's kind of instigated in the market. There's there's a lot of bad sentiment and people aren't willing to take as much risk as they were, you know, six months ago. So therefore the projects are down. Some of them, you know, 90%, 95%, it's crazy. But this is the time to really... Do your research, look at the projects that have good fundamentals, have good utility, have good teams behind it and put your money there because those are the those are the projects that are going to stay around. And, you know, specifically talking about strong, I really think that despite of all the fear people are talking, I really think strong is is in it for the long term. So putting your money in strong, putting your money in PCC with the fire nests um, and a few other projects that are out there. This is a time to take advantage of the opportunity. 
Totally. And you said that a lot of these projects are down 80 or 90%. And so you can look at that as an 80 or 90% discount on a lot of the things that we were purchasing three or four months ago. So it's really just about how you choose to look at the market. But with that being said, I'd love to hop into our first article today where we have Hester Pierce knocking the SEC plans to add crypto enforcement to their staff. We covered this yesterday, but the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission member Hester Pierce took to Twitter on Tuesday to voice her opposition against the additional new 20 jobs that they've hired for the SEC specifically to regulate cryptocurrency. She had a quote here that says, why are we leading with enforcement in crypto? There's no regulatory guidelines for a lot of the players in this space to follow. And we see the SEC attacking certain members, picking winners, choosing losers. So now their crypto unit will rise to 50 employees from where they're sitting today, which is currently at 30 employees. And as being for responsible for protecting investors in crypto markets from crypto related threats, There's tons of fraud, especially with DeFi and all these other things going on. We're seeing lots of hacks, but it's interesting to see Hester Pierce, an SEC official, criticizing her own agency for trying to regulate this market without giving them clear guidelines. Of course, we're going to start with XRP. Jenna here. Jenna, what are some of your thoughts on what Hester Pierce had to say, and how do you feel about the SEC regulating by enforcement? I mean, I'm glad that, you know, we have her speaking up for this and everything. I think they're right. Like, why? Why do they need to do that and enforce so much? But I also, you know, agree with regulation. It's important to keep investors safe. However, I'm not a fan of Gary. I think that, you know, he's taking things to the extreme. But I do believe that we're really going to see them start to crack down on DeFi. And that's probably why they're really making their army. Yeah, and you had mentioned this beforehand. They're going after a lot of these DeFi projects. I also believe they're going to go after exchanges, and that's why they're gearing up and adding SEC employees. When I was doing my research, I found that these 50 SEC employees are responsible for looking into 6,000 crypto projects right now. So I wish them the best of luck. Hopefully they figure out the XRP stuff before they move on to the others. But I'd love to hear from Johnny Crypto. How do you feel about a lot of these misleading headlines? We have the SEC adding employees, an SEC official criticizing them for doing that. What are you thinking during this crazy time? Did I not say I love women in crypto? See, this is why I love women in crypto. God bless crypto mom. She's fantastic. She's just up there telling it like it is to a bunch of dudes and whoever's out sitting around. She don't give a shit. Totally unfiltered. I love it. Nobody does this. Nobody talks against their boss. This is beautiful. She, I love her. If you can hear her, if you can hear us, I just want to say kudos to you. Long live Esther Pierce. Tell it like it is because this agency is not supposed to be enforcing. This agency is supposed to be making rules. And instead, they're t- like every other three-letter agency out there, right? What they do <laughs> is they they abuse their power. And this is what we're seeing. This is a complete abuse of power, and it's the wrong way to handle this thing. You don't want to – it's just like this is like taking a hammer and hitting like a, a square peg in a round hole. You don't want to do that. You want to make the rules, and then just and then you go and enforce the rules. Not going to enforce something that has no rules. It's a bunch of bullshit. So this is not going to end up good. This is going to really stifle innovation in the U.S. for cryptocurrency. And that this, to me, is a, that's sad. Johnny, I'd like to take this a little bit of a conspiracy route and stick with you here. You always talk about there being um, controlled opposition in these markets. Is Hester Pierce controlled opposition, or is she an authentic member <coughs> of the government actually looking out for retail investors like us? It's a very good question. It's hard. Here's how you'll know. JFK, was he controlled opposition? No, because what happened? He got JFK. So if Hester gets fired, then she wasn't controlled opposition. If she gets to keep her job, then most likely she's controlled opposition, right? So you just don't know. But it's very, it's not likely that you 
you get to talk against your boss like this publicly or your agency and get to keep your job. So only time will tell, Abs. We'll see. That's a great question. Um, right now, I'm kind of leaning to probably controlled, but, you know, I hope she's not because I really love what she's standing for. I love that she gets to play, the you know, the good guy role if that's what she's doing. And it's important that we, we have a voice for that. But the reality is you see what's happening, even though she's calling it out. They're still doing it anyway. So they're a bunch of goddamn crook bastards. Yep. And we have a great quote right here from Mr. Pierce that says the SEC is a regulatory agency with an enforcement division, not an enforcement agency. Why are we leading with crypt with enforcement in crypto? And what I think is so interesting about this quote is I think about the Joe Biden executive order that happened a few weeks ago, and he gave the SEC zero guidelines saying, oh, you guys are to be regulating crypto and this is your market to control. I'd love to hear from the no defender next. Mario, how do you feel about what Hester Pierce is doing? And do you think we're going to see more and more regulation in this market going forward? Yeah, I think regulation is needed, but at the end of the day, like they're trying to enforce, but what are they, what are they enforcing at the end of the day? Like what is, what is the enforcement? What is the law? Like there's, there's only guidelines, like even us as individuals, when we file our taxes, all we're doing is just following guidelines. There's no specific law on how we're supposed to be operating there's no specific law on how these crypto companies can op operate within the U.S. There's only guidelines. And the SEC trying to double down on, on crypto enforcement is just ridiculous, in my opinion. I don't see them being these saviors for retail investors. They're just making things worse. They're enforcing something that I don't really see. Like, what are they trying? If they get rid of the bad actors in the space, like, I'm all up for that. You know, these bad projects that have no utility, they're just in it to make a quick buck and, and take advantage of the hype and and retail investors but i it's it's ridiculous the sec just keeps making one bad move after the other in my opinion can i add on to that i think that um you know a big problem is that people there is a lack of clarity but people fail to get a legal opinion they don't want to spend that ten thousand dollars and they do think it's just the wild wild west and that's why these projects won't survive because they're not binance like whenever the SEC comes after them later, they don't have like millions upon millions of dollars to fight this. They're not Ripple. So of course, that's when you get rugged. That's why, I mean, people need to pay attention and be careful. If you're serious about your money, look, did they file? If you're like questioning, is this a security? Did they file for a securities license? No, probably not. And a lot of them don't because it costs so much money. Like, you know what I mean? So I don't know. It's just, it's, you really got to be careful. I like a lot of shady projects. Don't get me wrong. Right. But I know the risk that I'm taking and I'm okay with it. A hundred percent. And me and Johnny, actually, we have a company called Phoenix Crypto Assets. We experienced something like this. We had to get some documents done and they came back to us with some ridiculous price. I think it was $50,000 to get these documents in. Johnny, maybe you can speak to that a little more. It was like a hundred thousand dollars for us to be able to create documents so we could get non-accredited investors to invest with us. So the reality is these agencies, you know, they, you think they're here for you. <laughs> no, they're not. They're hurting the little guy. They're hurting the middle class. They're not allowing them to get into investments that can help them trying to say it's for their protection, but it really isn't. Cause at the end of the day, there's people that make 15, 80 grand are much, much smarter. And, and then people who make 200 grand who just weren't unfortunate to be in that position. And yet they can't decide what they can do with their money. I mean, really come on. Oh, yeah. Not to get us off topic, and I won't, but Johnny and I had this conversation. I mean, it was like a half an hour conversation. I'm like, Johnny, this is complete BS, but it's just that a lot of them won't go and, you know, pay that 150K 
or whatever, all these hoops you have to jump through, all those hundreds of hours of legal work and everything. If you make 100K and you're educated in finance, why can you not invest whenever someone who makes 200,000 a year can? But I've already shared all my grievances <laughs> to Johnny about that one. You're spot on though, Jenna. I completely agree. And it's funny that we're talking about this because it's a perfect segue into our first video for today, which is a Joe Rogan clip talking about the future of regulation. And he says that a lot of the governments and regulatory bodies were caught off guard by the success of Bitcoin. We're going to see more and more of that going forward. If you guys are enjoying this content, please show us some love. Smash that like button. All social medias are linked below. And if you're looking for XRP Jenna, she's XRP Jenna on Twitter and XRP Jenna on YouTube. So very easy to find. But we'll hop into our first clip for today. Let's let this thing roll. I think of Bitcoin the same way I think about the early internet. I think they, they didn't see it coming. And now it's a viable form of currency. You can actually buy things with it. And I think the government is freaking out. I think what they're going to try to do is they tried to they try to do some shit with the internet during the Obama administration where they were going to try to censor the internet. Accurate. I think of Bitcoin. So I think it's really important. This was much part of a, it was a longer speech. It was about a six minute video in total. I decided to clip those 20 seconds because what he says there, it's so, so important. A lot of our government officials didn't understand the market and to this day do not understand the market. So that's why we're seeing all of this utilization of actual crypto assets but what I think is so interesting is that at the end of this clip, he says that the inevitable rollout of central bank digital currencies is going to be the most prominent thing that happens in this market over the next five years. And I think that's what everyone in this group has been gearing up for and preparing. I'd love to go to XRP, Jenna. What are some of your thoughts on what Joe Rogan had to say and the eventual institution of CBDCs in the future? Well, sure. First of all, central bank digital currencies, I'm invested because I believe that it's coming. I can see it and it's regulated, right? And I mean, who holds all the money? The central banks. So obviously that's where I want to put my money too. Um, and it goes along with the Ripple case. Everybody's like, hey, Brad Garlinghouse, you know, they don't care about the retail investors. No crap. I don't care that they don't care about the retail investors. I'm buying it as a retail investor because I know what I hold. Like I know what it's meant to be. I'm okay with it. I'll ride this baby out. Um, and as far as like, you know, I get what he's saying about um, the regulation, everything like that. However, that is one good thing about the Obama administration. Didn't they put through crowdfunding to be able to allow, like, you know, basic people like us to be able to invest in everything? So that is one good thing that's come out of it. So it, it was interesting that he was, he said with certainty that the governments are without a doubt going to get involved and get a roll out of project where they have total control, like a central bank digital currency. So, Johnny, the floor is yours. Yeah. So first of all, I've been saying this for a while now. I think Joe Rogan should watch out. I, I think abs can take his job in a heartbeat. So if I was Rogan, I'd be worried with the up and coming of abs, best host in the world. But um, in terms of what he said, you know, I kind of have a little different viewing opinion than Joe. Uh, I think actually the opposite. I think the government did create Bitcoin. I don't think they didn't see it coming. The, these guys are planning everything. There's no way they didn't see this coming. They created this fucking thing, freaking thing. So at the end of the day, this is their baby. And what I think it was all about, the way the elites work, we know this, is they, they do tests. They run tests, uh, you know, certain things. So, as you you know, they probably created this as a test to see, hey, let's see what it's like to put out, you know, an, a decentralized currency uh, with high power demand. And then the great thing is, eventually, they're going to villainize it. They're going to make BTC the bad guy. Because what are the, what's, the, what's the whole entire world the government pushing for? Green. Green energy, green energy, green energy. What's BTC? Complete opposite. Now, there's there's people kind of rolling and using solar 
to, to run BTC, but it still draws power, right? So I think for me, Abs, it was created. They built it. It was one of their simulation tests to kind of learn. And then eventually they're going to villainize it. And they're going to say cryptocurrency bad, CBDC good. Because CBDCs will be very low power. As Jenna said, we want to invest in those rails of that. That's why we're buying the ISO 2000 coins so you can own the infrastructure of what's coming. But I think Joe's wrong on this one. I, I don't think I don't think they didn't see it coming. There's very few things they don't see coming. And when they do, they JFK people. So during that six-minute clip, Johnny, there was another thing that was really, really important that Joe Rogan mentioned was that he's going to tie in our social credit score to our central bank digital currencies. And he literally mentioned what we talk about almost daily on this channel that if you, if you say something you're not supposed to or that they don't agree with, they will shut down your ability to purchase certain goods and services. So, Jenna, I'm going to circle back to you and then go to the node defender here. Do you think that's inevitable? And how do you think retail investors like us can avoid falling into that system? Wait, is this before or after we get microchipped? This is before. This is before we get microchipped. So it gets even worse. But we'll, we'll start here. How yeah. I understand what the social credit score is, but who's watching like how do they know that i'm doing the right thing and being a good person I here's just, what's I'm scary jenna if i can just add they're going to use an algorithm based thing where it looks for keywords basically and yeah. they can figure out who you're associated with by who you interact with on your social medias who your cell phone is around so if me and johnny are constantly in the same room together they know we're good friends they're going to tie all these things together create a social credit score and then eventually and I don't want to get too far down the line here, but we will have segregated societies where if you don't have a, a, above a seven and a half social credit score, you're not going to be allowed into certain areas or to associate with certain people. So floor is yours, Jenna. Ooh. Okay. I mean, I, I'm a good person, so I know that I'm actually going to be okay, but it's just crazy. And I half wonder if anything um, of this has to do with the patent that Microsoft has for your mining, your crypto, using your brain activity, your brain waves as well. Because I feel like that kind of ties into it hand in hand. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, I did see that, Jenna. I'd love to go to Johnny. Johnny, how do you feel about all these updates? I'll just leave the floor open. Oh, man. Yeah, I can't even go into how I feel because I get I get banned. But so the thing is, you're right. They got First of all, these things are dangerous, right? Because they listen to everything you say. The other day, I was talking about uh, wanting to buy a pool liner. Next thing I got 14 ads on how to buy a pool liner on my phone. It's crazy. I didn't, I didn't Google. I didn't search nothing. So, so Jenna, they can actually listen through the phone, through our microphones, right? So they pick up that way. They've got algorithms. If you remember, um, Snowden, when he, when he, you know, they made Snowden out to be the bad guy, but the reality Snowden was a, a patriot, right? He was trying to tell us, Hey guys, we created a system that monitors everything you do so they can read our emails. They can read our tweets and, and our text messages, the worst ones. So they've got all these things and abs is right. It's keywords. So if you say a certain word, now all of a sudden they're looking at you and then they'll go search further and further. So social media is the reason why do you think they created social media. Why do you think it's here? They want everybody speaking to mind because they can go see what people are saying. And they, oh, that's a bad guy. That's a bad guy. That's a bad guy, right? They don't want, they don't like what you're saying. Now you're a bad guy. But now they got to do something about it. So anybody who gets universal basic income is going to have to follow the rules. That's why, no, thank you. I'll go to work. I'll make my own money. I don't want your free universal basic hand incomes. I don't want your microchips, right? We all, there are certain person, people that want to be free. And so, Abs, I think that's, that's, that's how I feel about this whole entire topic. And if we're starting here in 2022, I can only imagine where we're going to be 10 years from now. But you talked about UBI. I think that's just the first step. The way that they're going to roll retail investors in is UBI, and maybe it'll be optional to use a CBDC. But far down the line, it's not going to be an option. It's going to be like using cash. If your country's not using cash, you know what happens? The military comes in and enforces it. So Mario, 
How do you feel about central bank digital currencies going forward? And honestly, Joe Rogan talking about Bitcoin and CBDCs on such a mainstream platform with a large global reach. Yeah, I really like the way that Joe Rogan put it. I, I feel like it's, uh, it's, a, it's a great example of, of how cryptocurrency is coming about in society. And it's, it's getting this resistance just like the Internet had back, back when it started. Um, I think, you know, I've, I've voiced my opinion as far as CBDCs many times in the past. I think that CBDCs are inevitable. They're coming. Um, the way that you can take advantage instead of being frustrated and not really wanting that to happen, you could take advantage of that by investing in the rails, you know, the ISO 20,022 coins, like we say all the time. And like XRP Jenna just said, um, I think that's the best way to go about it. That, you know, the, the technology for, for tracking and for really taking advantage of society is already in place. I find myself seeing ads for things that I type on WhatsApp, you know, conversations that I'm having with, with friends on WhatsApp. Like I'll talk about, for example, um, Uber, like I'm talking about Uber to a friend and then all of a sudden I'll see an ad for like Uber somewhere else in a different platform. So the technology already exists. It's not difficult. It's not hard for governments to implement it on a, on a social level. So I, I could definitely see that happen. I don't tend to dabble too much into those conspiracy, you know, you could call them esoteric thinkings or, or conspiracy theories. Um, but, but I could definitely see that sort of stuff happening for sure. I totally agree. And we're going to keep the ball rolling here, Mario, because we have an amazing video from Brad Garlinghouse talking about who he believes Satoshi Nakamoto is and what he believes may be behind the backstory. So we're going to click on, let this video play here. What group of people I happen to believe is probably is about what group of people I happen to believe is probably two or three people who represent what is Satoshi Nakamoto. And uh, maybe one day we'll know the truth. Mm. No. So that's a that's the bulk of the important part of the clip there. Johnny, I'd love to give you the floor. How do you feel about what Brad Garlinghouse said? And we know Satoshi Nakamoto is not a real person, or at least I think most of us do. But there is an ongoing lawsuit right now with somebody in the U.S. who claims to be Satoshi. I want to see how this whole thing plays out, but what are some of your thoughts? My thoughts, I would love for Jenna to reach out to her three that are friends and find out, find, talk to Brad, because there's no doubt Brad knows. He Brad knows. knows. Yeah, he's too damn, right, Jenna? He's too damn smart. He's all connected. He's up there with the big boys in the WEF forum, right? He's part of them. He knows who they are. He just gave us a clue, right? That it was probably about two. It's probably Swartz and two other people. Yeah. That the government <laughs> hired this because Swartz is super smart. And they say, hey, let's go put this thing out there. Let's go make it work. This pads. There's no doubt. I love Brad. Don't get me wrong. That's the most coolest, calmest dude in the world. I love him. But I know he knows. And I, I wish he'd tell us. So, Jenna, reach out to your friends. Let's see if we can find out, baby. Oh, right. Like, as they'll tell me, I'm with you. I think, I think it's definitely, I always felt David Swartz and a couple of the three letter words, like definitely CIA or NSA. I'm going to get rugged right now, but that was always my thought. I completely agree. But you know, what's so interesting is that when Gaddafi moved away from the U.S. dollar and tried to go back to the gold standard, the U.S. government literally went in, took over that country and executed him. Yet Bitcoin has been given a free pass as well as Ethereum to become the new monetary system, right? So it's only logical to think that in some way, shape, or form, the U.S. government already has their hands in this game. Johnny, floor is yours. Yeah, there's no question that, you know, <laughs> we we know how, how the government works. The government is, is not going to leave it into the hands of somebody else to take control of the single most important thing, the monetary system, right? They, 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 they worked very hard to get it. They own the monetary system, the central banks, and there's no way they're going to leave it into the hands of somebody who's some stranger nobody's heard of to take it away from them. Come, come on. If anybody believes that story, seriously, I got a bridge in Brooklyn. 
cheap, cheap. DM me, send me a message. I'm going to sell it to you for a discounted price if you believe that story. Because, yeah, it's a great bridge and it's very profitable. Good for passive income. Mario, I'd like to go to you next just to get some comments on Bitcoin as a whole. How do you feel it is as a decentralized currency? And do you agree with, we're going back to the Joe Rogan clip here. Do you agree with him that it's a viable currency going forward? Yeah, I think so. I think Bitcoin will eventually move into a uh, more acceptable as far as like the, the green movement and stuff. I mean, we already saw, I, I saw, I saw a statistic that said that Bitcoin is already 58%, uh, you know, renewable energy. So I think it will continue. We see Bitcoin just being the driver of the market. It, all major institutions, all, all major players in the space, they're taking Bitcoin as the, uh, as the major adoption for cryptocurrency in general. So I think Bitcoin will continue to be, for a while. I mean, of course, I'm more bullish on many other projects uh, because of utility, because of use case. Uh, I could see them in the long term just being things that are more um, usable as far as cryptocurrency and blockchain. But Bitcoin has adopted this sort of store of value concept, and that could be predominant and, and stay in the space for a long time. Jenna, we always talk about the, the real world use cases of cryptocurrencies coming from people like Elon Musk or companies like Tesla adopting them and giving them real world use cases. So what we had seen last year was Elon Musk tweeted that once Bitcoin was below 50% clean emissions or, or clean energy, sorry, over 50% clean energy, Tesla would consider using it as a means of payment. And now we're actually below that mark. So it could be any day now that Tesla comes out and says, we will accept Bitcoin as a means of payment. What are some of your thoughts on Tesla and other companies adopting Bitcoin for this exact reason? I mean, I think it's a great idea for them. I mean, it's just getting cryptocurrency out there, adopted and everything. I'm not a fan of Bitcoin. And I know a lot of people who hodl Bitcoin don't really want to spend it. But of course, there's always people that will sell, especially if you've been in the game early. But I just think it's good. Just get it out there. Adoption. Exactly. Real world use cases are what create utility. Like the only reason that Dogecoin is valuable right now is because Elon Musk and Mark Cuban have decided that they're going to back that currency. If it wasn't for those guys, I don't think any retail investor would be have any real reason to be investing in Doge. But we're going to continue with our XRP content here because, of course, we have XRP Jenna. Ripple records an 8x year over year growth in the on demand liquidity volume per their quarterly reports. I found this to be very interesting. We have 95% of Ripple's clients coming outside of the United States and Ripple stated in the report that its remittance platform RippleNet saw outstanding growth at the start of this year. In quarter one of 2022, RippleNet experienced 8X growth and a total of 15 billion in annualized payment volume run through their network. This thing is just getting started, but I do want to go back to Jenna what are some of your thoughts on what Ripple's doing and how the SEC lawsuit hasn't stopped adoption? Maybe it stopped it within U.S. borders, but we're continuing to grow overseas. I mean, this just makes it look like even more obviously not a company that's going to be losing this lawsuit, right? I'm pretty sure <laughs> everybody has faith in them and in the project and everything. Um, it's great to see. This just makes me even more proud of my investment. Yes, exactly. And Mario, I'd like to go to you next. How do you feel about this growth of RippleNet? And why haven't we seen a price appreciation in XRP if they're doing $15 billion in annualized volume? Do you think a lot of this is going on behind the scenes or what are your thoughts? This is exactly one of the reasons, uh, as I was referring to, like me being more excited about some other projects except Bitcoin. Like this is a perfect example of how Ripple continues to, Ripple continues to make partnerships. They continue to uh, expand their business and... Um, and even though they're they're under fire from the SEC for for the sales of XRP, 
you know, being a security, they, they haven't stopped and they continue to to strive. And honestly, the only the only thing that that's really been negative for Ripple is the fact they haven't been able to establish themselves or establish business connections within the U.S. Ninety five percent is happening outside of the U.S. Um, I, I, you know, I, I wish that it wasn't like that because I would I would hope that the U.S. would see this opportunity and kind of would want the innovation to stay in the U.S. But at the end of the day, it doesn't look like Ripple is planning to even move outside of the U.S. So interesting things. A hundred percent. And say hello to your daughter from the whole three T family back there. She looks amazing, Mario. So that's awesome. Yeah, she wants she wants to be a YouTuber. So I guess this is probably the quickest way she found to be a YouTuber. She's well ahead of us. She's got like 30 years, so she's good to go. But Johnny, I do want to kick it to you because we are seeing real world adoption of Ripple XRP without any price appreciation. And we had Brad Garlinghouse come out just yesterday and say he doesn't believe this case is going to be over before 2023. So with this ongoing lawsuit, do you still think that there's going to be adoption? outside of U.S. borders. Mara, she probably already has an Instagram, a TikTok, and three other accounts. Hey, you don't even know them. These kids, they, these kids they, they really start young. But in terms of this, you know, you asked about the price appreciation. Why isn't it happening? Well, I mean, look at your screen. It's right there. $15 billion, right? So we're using about $15 billion worth of XRP for ODL. That's not enough to move the needle, Abs, right? We know, we know that at the end of the day, there's trillions of dollars that get settled every day. I think it's five trillion a day. The number is in terms of uh, transactions from bank yeah, to bank. Yeah, five point three trillion a day. And when Russia actually got cut off from the SWIFT system, they were doing fifty billion in daily volume through on-demand liquidity, which I thought was so interesting. So, floor is yours. Right. So when we get that, when we get to, when we start moving to those numbers, when it start handling, when it starts handling that kind of ODL. Uh, quant volume, then we're going to be cooking with Crisco. Then we're going to be talking about, we're going to see some prices moving, right? But at 15 billion, it's just not enough um, demand right now to get that going. So uh, it's just promising to answer your question about expanding outside in the U.S. They're going to continue to expand globally, which is great, because I think that they're going to end up owning the whole globe, which is good. And then the last one to follow is going to be the U.S., which we talk about this on the show all the time, that the U.S. is purposely delaying the innovation and growth in the U.S. for whatever the reason, the big boys decided we're going to follow, not lead. So we will. this will probably be the last place. Now, what I'm hoping personally is behind the scenes, you've already got Brad working with his boys and they're, they're implementing and they're testing um, this with the, with the Federal Reserve, right? So the U.S. will then be ready to also go there. So, but that's where I see it. The reality is the U.S. is kind of falling and Asia and the rest of the world is leading. So, it's probably not a bad thing that Ripple is in the rest of the world, to be honest with you. And Johnny, what's so reassuring for us is that Brad Garlinghouse is the leader of the Digital Asset Committee for the World Economic Forum. I think that goes much, Bingo. much Exactly. It's much bigger than just the United States. It's a global market. And we always focus on the U.S. because it has the largest economy, the most influential investors. But at the same time, it's global. And if they don't allow this stuff to happen within their borders, it's going to go overseas. But I do want to circle back to XRP Jenna here. Where we have XRPL's progress in the NFT space, Ripple has received over 4,000 applications for an NFT project on their XRP ledger since the launch of the Creator Fund. We even saw major names such as Michael Jordan say they're going to be launching an NFT here during quarter two of 2022. So how do you feel about NFTs moving away from Ethereum, away from Solana, onto the XRPL, and maybe how that could affect the XRP price? 
Oh my God. <laughs> it's great. That makes me so happy. Um, especially I think once everybody who is on ETH buying the NFTs, they actually see, Hey, there's a bridge now. Um, I think, I don't know if that's finished or still being built. I know that that was um, a grant as well, but it'll be great when they can move over and back and forth. I think it's amazing. M one of my questions with this is, I mean, I collect so many NFTs and there are so many XRPL NFT projects to stay on top of. Do you guys feel that an NFT project should dox themselves or no? Of course. I can't believe that they're allowed to launch projects without doxing themselves, but that's just my opinion. hundred percent agree. I mean, imagine you, you, you go to, you know, to go to a bank and you don't know who the teller is or you don't know who the people are behind it giving you money. I mean, it's kind of crazy to not know who you're dealing with here. So I would think that at the end of the day, that's what's coming. I think what you'll see in regulation, and this is why we need regulation to say, hey, you want to start an NFT company? You need this, 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 and this. Boom, 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 boom. That's, this is not that hard to figure this stuff out, right? And the lawmakers, there are a few <coughs> that are heavily involved that want to do this, but you know, they're obviously being told by them, you know, they're obviously being held back for whatever the reason. But totally agree, Jenna. Absolutely should be doxxed. I typically won't invest in something if it's not doxxed. And even if it's doxxed, that's still not to say it won't be a rug pull because it still can be. But at least if they're doxxed, you, you know who the people are. And, you know, the worst case, I guess you could try to go after them but and get your money back. But who knows? Yeah. And if you're enjoying this content, please show us some love. Smash that like button. If you're looking to follow any of these people on Twitter, the best place to do so is down below where you can find XRP Jenna at Johnny Crypto and at the Node Defender. All provide amazing information. XRP Jenna has over 25,000 followers on Twitter. So please go smash that like button and interact with her. And if you're looking for a deeper, more fundamental understanding of the crypto market, the best place to do so is the 3T Warrior Academy, where you get access to our entire team. We approach the market from a mindset first standpoint. And of course, you'll see Coach JV and his portfolio with weekly updates. So I do want to keep the ball rolling here. We have so, so, so much content, but we're going to stick with the XRP stuff right now. We haven't, Jenna, I'm going to circle back to you. The XRP Ledger announced an important cross-border interface with multi-chain, allowing XRP holders to migrate the XRP to 12 alternative blockchains, including Avalanche, Phantom, and Solana. We also have over 16 million XRP floating around in the Ethereum ecosystem as wrapped XRP right now. All of these developments happened in quarter one of 2022. So much amazing news. What are some of your thoughts? No, this is completely great for us. Um, I just mentioned this. I'm completely bullish on the XRPL um, NFTs. This is huge. This is huge for us. I'm glad that they finally um, developed this. I do have um, one thing to bring up, but I'll probably bring it up after you guys share on this one. Perfect. We'll go to Johnny Crypto. What are some of your thoughts, Johnny? I love that part right there where Brad is saying he's optimistic that this could end this year. Not impossible. Um, I think at the end of the day, they uh, certainly <laughs> Mario's laughing. Um, I think that, you know, a we want to see this thing come to an end. I don't think we're going to December. I really, really believe there will be a settlement somewhere between now and December to end this thing. In terms of this here, interoperability, there's actually no question about it that the XRP. This is why they're smart, right? They saw that their technology was limited in what they could do. And now they're building bridges. Uh, bridges, see? Uh, did they say bridges? We got bridges for sale here. Um, so basically, building these bridges to all these other popular smart chain, uh, changes is brilliant for them, right? Because that's going to give them much more larger use case. Great for all our XRP holders, right? Because now 
that's going to create more need for uh, demand for XRP, right? So again, that's going to drive it up. So we haven't even seen, like, as we just talked about, there's going to be a flood, Jenna, I think mentioned, there's going to be a flood of NFTs coming into the XRP space. I think it's Michael Jordan, the big one that's coming, right? So we got Jordan, we got Board Apes, I got XR Punks. These things, when these come, I mean, you're going to see a, a, a flood of, of people rushing in to get this stuff. And when they do that, that's going to also create some demand for it. So I think really exciting times ahead right now for XRP and Ripple. And I mean, guys, 60 cents. I mean, I don't know if you're ever going to get to see it much lower than that. This is a buying opportunity, in my opinion, not financial advice. I am, we are not financial advisors. But if you're thinking or you're on the fence, or should I get a little XRP at these prices? Um, I would be dollar cost averaging in. Mario, so Johnny said something really important there, which is talking about the lawsuit. We saw Ripple buy into a lease in San Francisco yesterday. And a lot of times these leases go for five years. So this could be an indicator that Ripple has no plans of leaving the United States. What do you think that could mean for the lawsuit? Yeah, I think I think definitely that means uh, at least the the signal is that Ripple has no intentions to to set up shop in another in another country. So it's definitely a, a good perspective. I think that people shouldn't be really, really focusing on the fact that there uh, there's a lawsuit going on with the SEC. I really think that's just smoke and mirrors, and uh, people should be focusing on all the positive things that are coming out from you know XRP, the advancement the advancements from the XRP ledger, you know. Um, XLS 20D, which will bring the NFTs, all the things that I was just mentioned, like, but you know, with Michael Jordan, it's, everything is so bullish. There's so many good signs with, with XRP and the future of XRP that really this lawsuit should not be the primary focus of people. Yes, XRP is not listed on Coinbase and some of the other main exchanges, but that's just because these exchanges don't want to run into a risk where the SEC will come after them. I think they're just trying to prevent that from being from being a, an issue on their end to avoid some legal issues but i i wouldn't be i wouldn't be concerned uh, i think this is just the fact that we've stayed under a dollar for this long like the the variable bull said it yesterday on the twitter spaces that we were with him on that he he was told that xrp would be under a dollar in 2022 he wouldn't have believed it and it's true like who would have thought that xrp would still be at like 60 cents right now we all expected XRP to be like, what, $7, $5, you know, according to the rest of the market, how it exploded. So this is a blessing. Like if you if you believe in XRP, just keep buying it. Keep doing your dollar cost average. If you've already got a ton of it, then maybe there's other projects you can take advantage of. And if it gets as low as 50 cents, like XRP, Jenna said, you could pick up some more. But it, this is a blessing. <laughs> Honestly, it is. Hey, for those of you who missed the Twitter spaces yesterday when the bearable bull was talking about, you know, getting that altcoin bull run, he's like, we didn't get a bull run. We got a baby calf walk. <laughs> it was priceless. But, uh, yeah, so we're still waiting for that bull run to come. But that, that was just that was hilarious. I just thought, shit. And what I think is so important to remember is that we're in the line before regulation. Everybody who's in this market right now has yet to experience institutional money, hedge fund adoption, banks actually using cryptocurrency for the reason it was built. So just know how early we are. I think one of the most frustrating things as a retail investor in this market is we're earlier than a lot of us would like to recognize. The market is $1.7 billion. Right now, I think there's five companies globally with over that market cap. I think it's Apple, Tesla, Amazon, and a couple others which have more than $2 trillion valuation. But what I do think is really important to remember is that there's going to be a shift away from Bitcoin, away from Ethereum, and into a large of these, a lot of these other projects. Like even XRP is only $30 billion in market cap. 
if we're going to get a 4X, let's say we got to where we did last January, or sorry, last April, that's $140 billion in market cap. We saw that liquidity flood in without a catalyst, without being listed on any major exchanges. So I can only imagine the push we're going to get when we get not only real regulation, but we get real adoption from central banks. And that's what I'm waiting for. But I do want to shift gears just a little bit here. And we're going to switch the conversation to what blockchain has the potential to challenge Ethereum. We had a poll on Twitter here with over 12,500 votes, or sorry, just under that. Cardano took 77% of the supply. Johnny, I'd love to give you a chance to comment here. You have so much knowledge when it comes to Cardano. What are some of your thoughts on people choosing Cardano as the number one challenger to Ethereum? I mean, you know, I, I've i been saying this for a year that Cardano is going to, you know, the reason why, I'll tell you why I fell in love with Cardano is being in the tech field, you know, and understanding how technology works. When I had learned first, when I got into this space, that one of the main developers, Hawkinson, who developed Ethereum, left the company to start a new company to solve the problems that Ethereum had, I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, I know I'm a designer, right? I know that if I create something, I'm probably the best guy to know how to fix the problems I made. So I figured he would know best what, where, the, where the skeletons in the closet are. And as you, you know, whenever you redesign something a second time, you've learned so much from the first time, you know how to fix the problems. So for me, I was like, you know what? This is the guy I'm betting my money on. I'm actually, I didn't see this. I missed this. I don't know how I missed it. I got to follow that crypto league. I missed this one, but this is super exciting because this is exactly what I expected. And this is further validated by the fact that as we saw last year, the number one choice platform for developers to build their apps in 2021 was Cardano. So guys, if you don't have your bags packed on Cardano, I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. The freaking writing's all over the wall here. But yeah, Abs, this is not surprising to me. Now, I don't think ETH's going away, by the way. Just for the record, if ETH switches to 2.0, they're going to coexist and they're still going to be the king of the hill. But ETH is no longer going to be by themselves. They're going to split that just the way, you know, you have normal competition in the marketplace. So you're going to have Solano. You're going to have Cardano. You're going to have, you're going to have a bunch of competitors. But I think Cardano is going to be a strong number two. Johnny, what I think is so important to remember, too, is last month we covered that Grayscale was opening a fund for the main competitors of Ethereum. And who was that fund centered around? The two largest holdings were Cardano and Solana. And who did we have at the top of these polls? Cardano and Solana. That fund also had AVAX, Algorand, Stellar, and Polkadot. So a lot of the main competitors that we're constantly talking about is what a lot of people seem to agree on. Mario, I'd like to go to you next. How do you feel about competitors to Ethereum? And where this market could be going in the long term as more institutions move away from Ethereum and into projects like ADA and Solana? I think the future is definitely multi-chain. Um, you know, it's, it, we, could, we could look at it and, and try to decide or, or try to think which project will be the most successful or which one is going to be the ETH killer or which one is it, you know. But at the end of the day, I really, I really believe there's going to be multi-chain, um, you know, uh, within, within the uh, crypto space. Sorry, I'm being distracted here. <laughs> she's not feeling so good. She's feeling a little under the weather. So she sneaked Aww. in and she's like, my tummy hurts. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, like Polkadot, I saw something about Polkadot, how they've developed this communication system to allow assets and uh, cryptos to be kind of um, connected through multiple blockchains. So I really think that Cardano's got a ton of potential, like Cardano, AVAX, like all of those sound like great winners. So for those of for those people that are investors, just gain exposure, just uh, 
put some of your money into, you know, scatter it around, put it some into Cardano, some into AVAX, some into Ethereum. Chances are all of them are going to do well. Which one is going to be the ultimate winner? I really think Ethereum is going to take, it's going to take that for now. Um, I really think they will, they will, they will uh, solve the problem of the gas fees. I really think they will get the, I will, I really think that they will get the proof of stake concept built into it at some point, you know, the merger or the ETH 2.0, whatever they're calling it at this point. Um, but, but yeah, just be diversified into any of those DeFi projects. Hey, just so to, to, to kind of go back to where we were talking about XRP, especially since we have Jenna on, uh, you know, I love addressing questions from the, from the audience here. So here's a great question. What is a good size bag to have? What is a ton of XRP? So I guess Jenna, maybe be cool to kind of just go around the room and see what everybody thinks here to help our audience. We get to ask this question all the time. Jenna, what's your thoughts on what's a good size bag? bag what is a ton of xrp <laughs> well okay so baba <clears throat> says if anybody follows the riddlers or baba cugs he says that twenty thousand xrp is what you need to have for generational wealth so that was my first target i think more is always better so i'm just gonna leave it there <laughs> i play a very simple game with this jenna i'm like well what's your goal to be a millionaire Okay, well, if XRP gets to $10, you need 100000 If you're willing to wait really, really long term and you're waiting for that high double-digit, triple-digit XRP, could be three, four, five years from now, yeah, maybe 20000 will lead to generational wealth. And what is generational wealth? Because I'm curious, is that is that the $20 million threshold? Because in my opinion, I really think if you're going to be one of the top 1% total freedom, no one can tell you what to do, you need about $20 million today. And as we see more and more inflation, that number is only going to get higher and higher. So I'd love to have $20 million. How much XRP that will take? I have no idea, but that's my opinion. Mario. Yeah, I'll, so the, the number. Um, I really think that, like, I'm, I'm, I'll be honest, XRP is definitely the biggest, bigger portion of my portfolio. I am betting on that horse, like Johnny Crypto always says. And at the end of the day, I hope XRP goes to the moon. <laughs> but... Um, I think it's also very important to kind of be diversified, especially if you're trying to, um, if especially if you have short-term projections, you know, or, or if you have short-term goals and you're trying to take profits out of the market so that you could accomplish things, you know, external to crypto. Um, but um, I think twenty thousand XRP that sounds like that sounds like a good number. Yeah, I think that's a, a generational wealth. I don't know. Can XRP really get that high to the point where it provides people generational wealth with 20,000 XRP? That would be awesome if it did. Johnny, here's one comment I do have just to add to what Mario said. Let's say you do have a goal of 10,000, 20,000, 100,000, whatever it is. What you need to be doing is earning on that income. So you need to take that XRP, even if it's just 1.5%, which is what they offer on BitChu, or if you can get on a platform like Nexo, they have rewards as high as 9%. We even had somebody comment in the chat earlier this week, I don't know if we figured out the blockchain or the the lending service, but there are opportunities to get six or seven percent on your XRP as well. So that's the most important thing, in my opinion. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, you know, if you're holding XRP and we want to hold that for a while, I can't help it; it just comes out naturally, uh, Mario. I think what you want to do is, you, you know, you definitely want any coin you own. If you're going to hodl it, there's no reason why you should not. That's why I love BitTrue because while it doesn't pay the highest interest, there's about 200 coins, and I'm probably over that you can earn. You, you click on their power piggy, and you can stake. Like, I'm earning one, and I'm earning anywhere from 1% to 
to 8% on my coins there. Actually, I'm sorry. And actually, they're giving me 50%. So, like, why wouldn't you do that? So, if you own any coins and you're sitting and holding on on an exchange, you should take advantage and earn. But with that said, getting back to the question, um, to me, you know, I'm kind of in the same kind of zone where you guys are. I think when I look at short-term, short-to-middle projections, and what I mean between now and maybe 2025, I'm seeing XRP somewhere between maybe $10, maybe 50 bucks, somewhere down there. So if you kind of think that that's the range where it's going to be, and, you know, if you think at 20,000 coins, you know, $50 would get you a million bucks. Now, nowadays, a million bucks, the way the Fed prints money is like $10. But, um, you know, so it depends. You know, a lot of people have high, high expectations for XRP. Everybody's got the 589 on their mind or 10,000 on their mind. You know, I don't know how far those numbers, if we're going to get to them or when they come. So for me, I would like to hold at least a bag personally of like 50,000 or more because this way then if we get to 20 bucks, at least you're at, you're at a you know, you're at a million. If it gets much higher than that and we end up seeing, you know, 100, 200 dollars, then you're now you're getting close to the numbers you talked about abs getting into the 20 million range so you can have some true financial freedom. So, yeah, I'd say 20,000 minimum. Yeah, that's like Jenna said, but if you can get to 50, that that's where that's to me I think would be a good bag. And I think, Johnny, you've had me thinking a lot more about this since the last time we had a conversation. That's exit strategy. You know, I have a first target. And then once that's met, I think it's good to have that long-term HODL bag. But yeah. then we're also your kind of like play money, FU money, whatever you want to call it, bag on the side. And then some people keep a trading bag. So sometimes you need three different ones. But I have that one now where I'm like, okay, this is my target. These are my, you know, what I'm happy with. So Thank you for making me get a little bit more serious about that. No, that's awesome, Jenna. I'm so glad you brought that up. We talked about this yesterday in Twitter Spaces too a little bit. It's so important, guys, that if you're going to get into crypto, you need to know when you're going to get out. And Coach talks about this all the time at the Academy. You need to have an exit plan. And the great news is, as probably most of our followers know today, uh, we've created an app called Merlin. You can go to the um, uh, Twitter page. Get Merlin Crypto. There's a wait list right now that's going to, we're in the process of developing it still. Get on the wait list now. <clears throat> so when we come out, we're giving a free 30-day trial. And what it does is not only does it track all your crypto so you can actually see what the hell's going on with your portfolio, because most of us have coins at all different exchanges. It also calculates your cost basis. And more importantly, it helps you create an exit plan. So, or if you're in the academy, you get, it'll just automatically populate coach's exit plan in there if you want to use his. So, so important, Jen. I'm glad you brought that up. Because, guys, it, that's the whole purpose of this thing. We're investing so we know when to get out because that's what the elites are going to do. They're going to dump on us, right? You want to make sure you're prepared to dump when they're dumping. Yes, and I'd love to close this thing out here. Jenna, I want to give you an opportunity to just tell people where they can find you on social media and maybe some of the content that you like to cover, whether it's on Twitter or YouTube. And if you guys are enjoying this content, show us some love, smash that like button, go follow our Twitter, follow Johnny Mario. And, of course, Jenna, she has over 25,000 followers on Twitter, and she does some hilarious stuff on there specifically the Island Boys video. But Jenna, the floor is yours. Thanks, Abs. I appreciate it. And thank you guys all again for having me on the show. I am honored as always. You're just awesome and so much amazing information that you always share. Um, you can find me on Twitter at XRP Jenna, on YouTube at Jenna X. I like to do interviews with different NFT projects. I love to cover projects on the XRPL. That's where, you know, I'm really passionate. Um, but yeah, and then just random informational videos and everything like that. I did have to restart my YouTube last month, but I've caught up pretty well, I think. So everything's checking along again. But thank you so much, guys.
Awesome, Jenna. We love having you, and we look forward to having you on again, that's for sure, especially with that badass metaverse background. I got to figure out something to do about my plain white wall back here. I get a lot of comments about it, but I don't know what the heck to do. My laptop overheats every time I use the green screen, but we'll close this thing out the same way we always do. I want to say thank you to Mario, thank you to Johnny Crypto, and thank you to Jenna, as always. We look forward to having you guys again, and this was amazing. This is so much fun. I love doing these things. We'll close this thing out the same way we always do. Warriors, rise! Get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us today. Let's go. Bring up the monkey. There we go. Um, definitely feel like I'm just like... Woo!